What's up everybody, how's it going? Travis here, and I am super pumped because I just had an awesome conversation with my friend LJ, who has a YouTube channel called Living Out Loud. So I had some notes and I just wanted to go through them with you guys because I got so lit in this interview. And uh, I just wanted to go through everything that I had written down with you. So the topic that we had was embracing your uniqueness, okay? wired versus weird, okay? And I don't know about you guys, but there are certain words that I have the hardest time spelling, okay? Two words that I always get mixed up is angels and angles. I just always misspell them. Two more words that I get mixed up all the time is wired and weird, okay? Like, hey, I wired that up. And it's like, what? You weirded it up? And it's like, no, I wired it. And so many times, um, especially, you know, I'll speak for myself growing up, uh, you know, I just kind of felt like I didn't fit in. Like, I felt kind of weird, you know? And obviously, you guys might have seen that really famous movie, The Breakfast Club. You know, it's just a bunch of misfits. And then they end up finding that they fit in with each other because they don't fit in like in general, you know? And in the same way, um, we can kind of feel that way. But the sad thing is that we will opt out of things that are good for us, namely the church, you know? And, um, you know, there are people who have left the church because they felt weird. They felt like either the church didn't receive them or they believed that they had the moral high ground, you know, like individuals that left the church, like, no, y'all are wrong, like, I'm the more moral person, you know, and um, both of those situations are really unfortunate, so I just wanted to dive in um, to this conversation, I think it will be very good, so we'll pray, Jesus, I thank you for this time, I thank you for revelation, oh my God, Gosh, Jesus, you are so good like that. I just thank you. I'm literally like not even cool by myself, but just conversations that I've had with you, I get to share them, and that is like the coolest thing. So I just thank you, Jesus, for this time with my friends. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the first thing that I want you to know about your uniqueness, about the way that you're wired, is God is into diversity, okay? He's into diversity. And a lot of times the church gets a bad rap (laughs) because we, you know, the common theme is like, oh, you want me to conform to the way you want to do things. And it's like, you know, if I want to have a same-sex partner, then, you know, I should be able to do that. And just because I don't fit in your mold, you know what I'm saying? And I want to tell you that God is into diversity, but there are moral handlebars. And something that he says in Psalms 100, verse 3, it's God who made us, not we ourselves. Okay, so we don't get to determine the the moral like high ground, you know what I'm saying? Or the moral baseline, if you will. Like God is the one who sets the rules, you know? And so we have to honor that, you know, first and foremost. Um, and just because someone doesn't agree with your viewpoint, either way, right? So maybe 
you're against same-sex, you know, relationships or what have you. And maybe another person is like, you know, for it or whatever. Um, We all have to view our lives through the lens of the Bible. So just so I can take a hard stance right now, just because this is my platform. But in Genesis, God established marriage, specifically the covenant of marriage between a man and a woman. Okay, so if it's a man and a man, that's not a marriage covenant. If it's a woman and a woman, it's not a marriage covenant. Like y'all can partner together and call it whatever you want, but it's it's not marriage. It's not blessed under the covering of marriage, you know? And obviously there are scriptures that talk about sexual immorality, you know? And I would just point you to those because you have to read your own Bible but you can't call that marriage. Like you you just bottom line, like flat out can't, you know? So that being said, um, there are moral handlebars to this thing uh, that we have to abide by, but there are preferences that we all have. And I've talked about that this in a podcast before. I mean, some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla, and um, that's completely fine. You know, it's, it's totally cool. Um, and things like that are fair game, and we need to embrace, you know, some people like metal music, and like, I used to like that stuff back in the day, but now I can't do it. Like, I need, you know, something that's a little bit chiller. I like something with a beat, you know, but um, we have preferences. Some people like spicy food, other people don't, but we don't need to demonize people over trivial things, and I'll even say the same thing with sin, you know? I mean, it's one thing to, um, you know, to call someone out for sin, you know? But it's another thing when, like, you're judging them and, like, you're trying to shame them and all this stuff. Like, whoa, like, slow down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, uh, you know, you can let them know that you don't agree with something, and that you don't celebrate something, and um, it should be reciprocated both ways. You know, maybe somebody says, "Well, I don't, um, you know, agree with your Christian beliefs, therefore I don't celebrate them." You know, it's like, hey, you don't have to do that. Like, you completely have the option not to. Um, but on the other hand, Jesus is the best. <laughs> choice, you know, so you kind of have to let people come to their own conclusions, um, because if Jesus is that good, then he's that good, you know, and I thought of a story, um, you know, uh, with a friend, because, you know, uh, my friend S.A., okay, he really likes Taco Bell, and he will always joke around that Taco Bell is the best taco, you know, and obviously that is like, that's just like a conversation piece, right? I mean, he, he just does it to get people's reactions. Um, but I remember when I first started eating vegetables, like I didn't even like vegetables, but when I was first getting into it, I tried Taco Bell. And that was right at the point where my taste buds were changing and I liked Taco Bell. And now all of a sudden I was like craving Taco Bell. Like I had never eaten a tomato. <laughs> 
I had never eaten a tomato in my life, basically, in like lettuce and all. It was all foreign to me. And so I'm eating this stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Like I'm getting more water into my system, you know, from these, from these vegetables, dude. And there was a season of my life where I was like really into Taco Bell, you know, but then one day I tried a real taco and my life changed. And in the same way, you know, people are experiencing things in life and um, we're trying to find things that we like, things that we can hold on to. And SA might think, you might be watching this right now, SA, and you might say Taco Bell is the best taco. And in my mind, I'm like, I remember when I really liked Taco Bell, but then when I tried a better taco, I my standard went higher. Like I just couldn't deny that I had a better taco. You know, and in the same way, it's like that with Jesus. It's like people might have found something to cope with life, right? So um, they might have found a drug. They might have found a hobby. They might have found a you know, work or a job or something like that. And, um, you know, they said, man, this, this is so good. Like, it, it gets me there. But in your mind, you're like, okay, I've tried something better. Like, there's a better taco than Taco Bell. Like, there is. But if you tried to convince them, like, hey, there's a better taco, they'd be like, no, no way. Taco Bell's the best. Or they, oh, no, drugs are the best. Or no, no, my job's the best. Or they might even be like, yeah, you're right. But, you know, I just I just need this to cope. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's a real thing. But I say all that to say there is a better taco than Taco Bell. That There is a better option to cope with life than death and sin and self-destruction. And it's Jesus, ultimately. So that being said, when we talk about, you know, feeling weird or feeling like a misfit, like you don't fit in, there are two extremes, okay? The first one is insecurity, so this is one that a lot of people deal with. This is one that I dealt with. You know, I didn't really so much deal with selfishness, but it's insecurity and selfishness, okay? So to embrace your uniqueness, you really need to confront insecurity head on. So comparison will rob your joy and jealousy and envy will blind you of your contribution. Okay, so the example that I had is Cain and Abel. Okay, so Cain was a farmer, he grew stuff, and Abel was a shepherd. Okay, and if you were reading the story, one might come to the conclusion that God doesn't like shepherds, or he doesn't like farmers, and he does like shepherds, because they both brought an offering, Cain brought an offering of fruit, and vegetables, I guess. And then Abel brought the first of his flock and presented it to the Lord as a sacrifice. And the Lord said Abel's sacrifice was acceptable, but Cain's wasn't, you know? So what did Cain do? God said, hey, listen, Cain, I know you are downcast right now, but sin lies at the door. You must master it, you know? So that was the challenge. It was like, hey, you gotta master this thing, you know? And so what did Cain do? He gave in to that envy. He gave in to that jealousy. And instead of 
becoming better, you know, doing doing better. Because the whole thing about it was Abel had an excellent spirit and Cain didn't, you know. It says that Abel brought the first of his flock. He brought God the best, you know. And we we can assume from that that Cain just kind of brought whatever before God. Like, yeah, you told me to. And so many people go into church this way. I did what you told me to, and I didn't get the results, okay? So a lot of people treat church like a 10-step program or however many steps. I don't even know, but they'll go to church, and they'll say, okay, you told me to do this, and I didn't, and I didn't get the result. And my challenge to you, and I'm, I'm being sincere, but have an excellent spirit have an excellent spirit. And what does it mean to have an excellent spirit? Well, it means that when you go to the Lord, you're giving your best. You know, you're giving your best. And only you and God know what that is, right? So if you said, okay, I was in my Bible for 30 minutes, it's like, well, if you were distracted for the 30 minutes, then it wasn't quality time, you know? And in the same way, if you went to church but your your body was there, but your mind wasn't, you know, then that wouldn't really be doing much for you either, you know? So there are things that are our responsibility, you know, that, that we have to do. And the challenge, you know, is like maybe you've tried church and you didn't like the results or whatever. And I just challenge you to look at Cain and look at Abel. Like, Cain just kind of showed up and did what he was told, but Abel went the extra mile, you know? And I I hate to tell you that, like, you trying isn't good enough, but you have, only you and God know if you're being sincere, if you're coming from a place of love, if you're for real, you know, only you and God know. So I, I really sincerely ask you to take that to the Lord. Maybe, um, maybe you need to give church another shot. Maybe you need to give Jesus another shot. And that's my challenge to you. It's not that God likes shepherds more than farmers, going back to the whole uniqueness. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with your job. It has to do with your heart. You know what I'm saying? It's like any offering that we give to the Lord that's excellent, that that is a sacrifice that means something, like he honors it, you know? And um, some of you have been in full-time ministry and you got burned and you've got seed in the ground. Like, I want to remind you, like, that was a good offering, you know? And you didn't have to let the ministry machine burn you, other people burn you, you know? You don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to go through that. So that being said... Um, how do you deal with, I'll, I'll touch on selfishness too, because selfishness, and when we talk about the wrong spirit, you know, some people are just so self-centered, they, um, you know, they just don't care about being in that excellent spirit, right? Um, it's not that they're comparing themselves to other people, but it's that they think they're awesome, you know, and they can do no wrong. And um, that's not good either. It's pride, it's not good. It's the sin that the devil was guilty of. You know, pride came before the fall. I saw Satan fall like a bolt of lightning. Psh, you know, he thought he was all that. And um, it wasn't the case, you know. So you're unique, but you are God's child. 
you know? So ultimately you identify, I am a child of God. I am known by God. In Jeremiah 1.5, it says, I knew you in your mother's womb before you were, you were even born. I formed you. Like I know, like the Lord be knowing you guys. And from that place of being known and loved and found, we can confront our insecurity and beat it with this identity, okay? And once we realize that, we confront insecurity with identity, we realize who we are, then we can come from a healed place, from a bold place, and we can actually bring our contribution to the church, to associating and being a part of Christ in the earth, you know? Um, We can do that. Okay, that's my notes, you guys. Thanks for listening to this conversation. I I just want you to know that you fit in to Jesus's church. It isn't like a breakfast club scenario where, you know, you're you're just like you're weird and you're and you're proud. It's like there are two ways you can look at it, right? It's like either, you know, I'm weird so I don't fit in or either everybody's weird so we all fit with each other, you know? That's another way that you can look at it. But um either way, you might need to misspell your words too. Maybe you're not weird, maybe you're just wired. But your contribution matters. Your sacrifice, your offering to the Lord still matters. And that's kind of like my challenge to you. So anyways, um, thank you guys for listening to this conversation. Hope you liked it. And we'll see you in the next one. Just pray for everybody listening, Lord, that you would just quicken your word. And um, I just thank you for, you know, for teaching me. If there's anything that I missed, Lord, you know, you know we talk. So I just thank you. Um, for our conversation, our vertical conversation. I just thank you for this horizontal platform. And I call everybody listening blessed. And we just thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, you are so good. You are so good. I just get to talk and be smart because we have conversations. So, man, I'm just so floored by the Lord. Ha! All right, guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Later. Later.